0: Word will never change. Hallelujah. Eti-ho. shall pass away but your word forever remains. Your word forever remains, O Lord. We thank you for tonight, O God, and for the opportunity to come into your presence to hear your word. And we ask the Lord you speak into our hearts your words of truth, your words of life, that even as we behold your face through your word will be transformed to become more and more like you. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit in this place. Have your way in our midst, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Peace and many blessings. It's exciting to have the opportunity to share God's word. Um, The... The topic we are dealing with today is is quite a heavy one. It says living righteously in a crooked world. Living righteously in a crooked world. Living righteously in a crooked world. Um So we'll try to sort of unpack some of the key words in there. And then we'll try and take down a few points that will help us to live righteously in the crooked world. Hallelujah. Living righteously in the crooked world. It got me thinking, are we living in a crooked world? <laughs> Do I have a witness that we are living in a crooked world? <laughs> this afternoon, Osolfo sent me a clip that, you know, that the month of June is supposed to be the gay pride month. So they're having all of these... Um, there are activities, rallies, and things all over the U.S. and in all these European countries. And, I mean, that right there is crooked, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> it's turning the natural order and saying that this is okay. And not only do they stay there, but they move even beyond that to say, no, I think I'm in the wrong body. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually a woman, but I'm trapped in a man's body. God made a mistake. I mean, how how much more crooked can it get than this? And then you see the videos of those who have done this transgender thing. And now they are saying, I wish I hadn't done it. Well, I, I, we we've, we've been telling you, but... <laughs> You didn't get it. They say we shouldn't say it because they'll commit suicide. But rather when we don't say it, that is when the suicide rate is higher. I mean, this is the world we are living in. A crooked world. First John chapter two, verse 15 to 17. John is admonishing us about how our relationship with the world should be. First John two 15. Okay, I think we can do NLT so that. (laughs) Alright, he says, Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for what? Physical pleasure. A craving for everything we see. Pride in our achievements and possessions. But these are not from the Father, but are from where? This world. Verse 17 says, And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will... Live forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This world is passing away with all the things that are in it. All the things that people crave. All of these things are fading away. But the only thing that will survive is people who please God. Hallelujah. I want us to just quickly go back to the beginning where we see God's creation, we're going to Genesis chapter 1, we'll take from verse 26 all the way to the end of the chapter. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image, in the image of God he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth, govern it, reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. And I have given every green plant as food for all the animals, the birds in the sky, the small animals that carry along the ground, everything that has life. And that is what happened. Hallelujah. Then God looked over all he had made and he found a problem with it and he he was wondering why he really made these type of things god looked over all that he had made and he saw that it was very good and the evening passed and the morning came marking the sixth day God saw all that he had made and he said, well, that's a crooked world. So what happened? How did we go from here to there? It's a teaching service, so I'm just trying to start from basics. (laughs) So how did we go from God saw that everything was good and went all the way to what we are seeing today? The whole of chapter 3 breaks it down. We call it the fall. And we we don't have time to go through the entire thing, but the fall was basically man moving from a God-centeredness to man-centeredness. Me, myself, and I. And what I like, and what I don't like, and how I feel, and... Hello? So we just moved from because let's go back to verse 20, I think verse 27. is He's created us in his image. Then verse 28, look at the dominion mandate. Or some call it the culture mandate. He said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the animals that scurry along the ground. Isn't that powerful? But look at it closely. Who is giving the instruction here? God. Is he setting man up to say, oh, now you are free to go and do what you want. And yet, this is how this scripture is interpreted by many, many, many people today. Dominion mandates. Go and feel free and do what you want to do. But it is God who is delegating what? His authority to man. And delegated authority means what? You account back to him. So here in this scripture, we are seeing a stewardship mandate and not necessarily a dominion mandate. Hello? I made you. I put you here. I said, go and do X, Y, Z. Hallelujah. And you report back to me. And yet, because of the fall after they said oh we want to be wise like god we want to our eyes to be open like god Psst. we descended into this let's go to second corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 now so in order to Restore us back to God and we'll, we'll, we'll take the entire context. The Bible says that for God made Christ who never sinned to be what? The offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Hallelujah. Now let's just go up and read from verse 14 so that we can get the context of this. Okay, so this is Paul writing to the Corinthians. And he says, either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for... will no longer live for... Hallelujah. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. How many know that Paul was very good at evaluating things from a human point of view? He saw Jesus as just another person who was trying to destroy the Jewish faith until he had that Damascus Road encounter. So he said, "As so now, we have stopped evaluating others from a Christian, from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ as well from a merely human point of view. How differently we know Him now! Hallelujah! How many know Him differently now? This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become." A new person. The old King James says, a new creature. The old life is gone and what has begun? A new life. Hallelujah. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. Let's continue. And all of this is a gift from God who did what? Brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to Him. Today we'll not be focusing too much on reconciliation, but it's just for context so that we can understand. Therefore, God was in Christ doing what? Reconciling the world to Himself, no longer counting people's sins against them, and He gave us what? This wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors, and God is making His appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be what? The offering for our sin so that we could be made right with Christ. I think we should go to 22 and then... Oh, that's it. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you following so far? So God creates a beautiful world. The world goes into sin. And how is God redeeming or reconciling the world back to himself? Through Christ. Hallelujah. And he's saying that once you come to Christ, you become what? A new creator. There's a new life that you have to live. Let's look at Titus chapter 3 verse 4 to 8. Titus 3, 4 to 8. It says, But when God, our Savior, revealed His kindness and love, He saved us because of the righteous things we had done. And there was silence in the church. <laughs> he saved us because of the powerful good deeds that we had done. You know why I do that? Sometimes Christians, we like saying amen without listening closely. <laughs> but you also know that a lot of people are teaching this, right? That it is You need to do a lot of good works, a lot of righteousness, in order to what? Be saved. But Paul is telling us clearly here, it is not because of the righteous things that we had done. We know that faith builders, what's the the verse? Isaiah, sorry, not 53, eh? Isaiah 60, fit to this example. <laughs> our righteousness is like... <laughs> okay, so regardless of all the good things we had done, we could not be saved by our good deeds. Even our best behavior is a filthy wrath. So he saved us not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of what his mercy he washed away our sins giving us what new birth and new life through the holy spirit hallelujah so we are saying that god created this world this world it went into sin god sends his son to save us and he gives us a new life Hallelujah. Now, this new life does not just, it's not like, oh, I've just received new life, so that's the end. Let's look at the next verse. He generously poured his spirit, poured out the spirit upon us through Jesus our savior. I think we can look at verse seven here. Yeah. And he said, because of his grace, he made us right In his sight and gave us the confidence that we will inherit eternal life and then verse 8 points us to what has to happen can we read that together ready go this is a trustworthy saying and I want you to insist on these teachings so that all who trust God will devote themselves to doing good these teachings are good and beneficial for everyone. Hallelujah. So we don't just receive the new life and sit down. We're expected to live that new life. We're expected to live in those good works. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can go to sleep. So we can attend church service once in a while. So we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. Hallelujah. So we are saved by grace, grace alone. We are saved by Christ and His finished work on Calvary alone, not because of our good works. But immediately we are saved. We are expected to walk in the newness of life. We are expected to live out the good things that He has commanded us, that He has prepared for us. He has created long ago for us to walk in it. Hallelujah. And yet, herein lies the conflict. How do you live this good life in this crooked world? Hello? How do we live this new life, this good life, this, in this crooked world, where everything is going haywire? And this has been a question that Christians have asked from time immemorial, one of the responses that people have come up with is let us separate ourselves and we'll form a nice community away from all of these type of things so that we can live this Christian life that we have been called to. Hello? So, have you heard of the monasteries? Monasteries. They withdrew from the people where they were doing all these sinful things and all that. And then they said, oh, we have formed a community here. We are just Christians. We are just believers. This is how we will respond to it. In fact, that concept is something that has been repeated in various ways throughout history. For instance, when the missionaries came to Ghana and they brought the gospel, guess what they did to those who became Christians? Have you heard of Salem's Salem. So they divide the town, so the area they were given to settle becomes the Salem. So when you become a Christian, you move from where the the Sinful people are. And then you now come and live where? In the Salem. Okay, so it's a similar concept. It's just been handled differently over time. So all the Christians live around the Salem. They don't dress like the people there. Those in the world will be wearing their, their cloth. We who have become Christians will wear shirt and you know, sometimes you see, when you see the old pictures, some oversized coat, because it's the missionary who donated. <laughs> and then, those who wear cloth, they are sinners, they are heathens, they play drums and all this stuff, but we, we stand straight, we sing hymns. Are you with me? So, in attempt to live for god this new christian life one of the responses has been let us withdraw let us be separate come out from among them and be separate yeah so then we have come out we are living you know you know recently there was the i forget whether it's kenya or one of these places a similar thing let's move out of the people and be separate we are going on a spiritual journey. They killed hundreds of people. They cut them off from their family. Separate them and say, Oh, let's go to this village. Let's go here. We are... Everybody else is wrong. Hello? Why am I bringing this up? Because these are responses that are happening today. And sometimes we are in a church nicely lighted. Like then you see one sister is like, Charlie, we are... So she has gone to join some people who are more holy than us. Are you with me? Then next thing you know, the life has become bizarre, and God forbid if it ends up like some of those things. It's happened. It's not, and it's not an African thing. Where could Texas? People were just killed because they were separated. Separated, separated, and brainwashed, 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 brainwashed until Charlie. Okay, we be our monte. Yeah. And that's how it's still we are trying to live this godly life in a crooked world. But that is not the response. That is not what Jesus taught us. And listen, it sounds very powerful because look when I went to uh, so when Gomorrah was trying to do ministry. I was like, hey, this place. <laughs> Telling prostitute here, bar here, this here. So I was thinking that, look, let's bring them out, and separate them. So that at least... <laughs> so you are not very far from that idea. Yeah. And you have a few scriptures to back it. What critical? Sometimes it happens in the church. And reduce, dumb is it there? not in this church. And go up, Charlie. No, we won't go into detail. <laughs> the Lord help us. We are still trying to live this godly life, this Christian life. But we are in a crooked well. How do we respond? Jesus gives us some illustrations of how the kingdom of God is to operate. Matthew chapter 5, 13 to 16. You know, I just remembered a particular church when when I was in secondary school, they were They don't watch TV, they don't do their hair, this, that, that. I'm going to, but you get what I'm talking about? Yeah, it usually starts like that then. (laughs) How do we relate with this? He said, you are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? To be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. Let, let's stay with the salt. How can salt work if it is not in the food? Hello? How can salt work if it is not in the food? Or whatever it is supposed to be acting upon? I mean, we know this scripture. Yeah salt has to be in the fish to stop the decay so that's why jesus used a lot of stories so that you can unpack it at different levels and one of the levels is that it has to be there i am sending you out as sheep amongst wolves i'm not taking you out now the time will come when i'll take you but i am sending you out hello So his issue is that when you go, don't lose your saltiness. He's not saying, come out so that you can preserve your saltiness. Hello? So we are called to be the salt of the earth. We know that salt preserves things. So it stops decay. It also adds flavor. Ah, Why are you saying that? The salt is not working. Are you with me? So we we are sent into the world so that they can feel that, no, there is somebody here and the taste is affecting us. This corrupt office is beginning to see that, no, we can't continue to be corrupt. Salt of the earth. That's the picture that Jesus gives us. Then the next one he talks about is what? The light. You are the light of Covenant Family Community Church. You are the light of the ambassadors. You are the light of the world. The same world we are not supposed to love we are supposed to be what shining in there so that they can see the light. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. I've forgotten who gave the illustration. I think what that was um, Prophet Isaac. When you switch on the light, you don't ask the darkness permission or to tell it that you should go. The light comes on. The darkness flees. Hallelujah. So we are what? The light of the world. So when we are discussing living in this crooked world as lights, it means that they must see our light shining. They must experience us in a new dimension, living righteously in the midst of all the darkness. Another Illustration he gives us is Matthew 13, verses 31 to 33. Here's another illustration Jesus used. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree, and birds come and make their nests in its branches. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, today I, we're, we're passing some lungus to swerve traffic, and then we came across a school, the great mustard seed school. Are you with me? <laughs> They say, Master Sin Esa too much into the great account, so that you can see that. <laughs> but the point is that regardless of its size, it grows into something big. That word Impacts different, is it oh, Flora and fauna. And... Uh, <laughs> He said, birds come and make nests in their branches. Hallelujah. That is what we are called to do. Hallelujah. As representatives of the kingdom, we are called to be so... When we see, uh, oh, what can she do? But before long, they will see impact here. Impact there. It's affecting. It's, it's moving. Hallelujah. And giving shelter and shade to many. Hallelujah. And then verse 33. He gives us. That Jesus also used this illustration. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast. A woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast. In three measures of flour. It did what? Permeated. Every part of the door. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There used to be a song sent no yeast. <laughs> no. Hello. Are you permeating the space in which you are? Are you permeating your office? Where has God placed you? Is that all the what? No, we're staying on. Is that all the three measures of flour? It permeated every single corner. May God help us. So that we'll be like yeast. Wherever we are, we'll cause things to rise. We'll cause things to rise. Things to respond to God. Things to... To to flow towards God in Jesus' name. Let's take a few points on living righteously. How do we live righteously? What are the keys? Another way I, I, I see it is how do we develop our new life in Christ. How do we develop that new life in Christ? You know, the reality is that it is new. Hello? Some of us act like we've got a handle on this. (laughs) Yes. Especially when we have certain giftings. Hello. <laughs> when we have some giftings, maybe not in this church, but in certain places, the prayer papa. You know, prayer papa. <laughs> <laughs> the prayer papa. So it's like, or sometimes you've you prophesied once or twice. Ohana <laughs> say. You have arrived. Hello. May God deliver us. the 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 reality is that it's a new life, and we can never stop learning. So the key number one is study the scriptures. Study the scriptures. Study the scriptures. Acts seventeen verse eleven. Talked about the people of Berea. He said they were what? More open-minded than those. Another version says they were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They did what? They listened eagerly to Paul's message. And then after they went to sleep. After he has preached. eh, They went back and searched the scriptures day after day. And he doesn't hide why they were searching. did he say, oh, in fact, we had a bishop preaching to us today, so there's no question about what he said. No. To see if Paul and Silas were doing what? Teaching the truth. Hallelujah. And we are living in a generation that likes revelations. Just say, but my Revi, Revi, just say, Deep. Oh, this is deep, man of God. You are so deep. Hallelujah. In fact, deep, deep, sir. They are leading you astray. Because the the reason why you are saying it's deep is is different from what you heard. They say that covenant, covenant for Faith do faith with this, this you no. Know? <laughs> the deep things, deep. Man, that was deep. (laughs) Now, because he has to twist it slightly. And sometimes, you don't know where he pulled that deep thing from. I mean, it's not based on scripture at all. Yeah. Of course, Satan was deep. He told Jesus, I'm showing you deep things. Jump. The Bible says that God will send angels. Hallelujah.
1: Come on. Can I get an Amen? Deep,
0: deep word. Charlie, see if we can jump. The people of the area they checked. Check. Say, oh, Paul, silence. Still. They went to check. See, Paul, I want them a difficult. So if Paul has spoken, who whom am I? Sure. They want to check. May God help us. So study, study the scriptures. Steady the scriptures. First Corinthians fifteen thirty three. Second point. Have good friends. Have good friends. Tell your neighbor, have good friends. The company you keep. He said, Don't be fooled by those who say such things. For bad company corrupts what? Good character. Bad company corrupts good character. So we need to choose our circle of friends well. Who are those who will influence you? Are you being influenced by a TikTok? Influencer, or, <laughs> or you have some good company who can call you to order and say, "Hey, sister, the way you spoke the Charlie. What's up with that? Have good friends. Do the mundane or the unseen things do the mundane or the unseen things. Micah, six, eight. said, no, O oh people, the Lord has told you what is good and what he requires of you to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Hallelujah. To walk humbly with your God. Unfortunately, the church today is more about being seen than not being seen. So when it comes to walking humbly with our God, yesterday someone posted something about humility, very powerful, on the couple's page. If you haven't watched it, please do humbly, humbly we are in a, a <laughs> one day I went to some church, we were doing the worship then all your life. hey, I'm in worship, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Life. The fans must know, sir. So it's like to be seen. I mean, meanwhile, Jesus categorically said that if you make the mistake of praying, eh, and by the time you say amen, you did it because you wanted people to see you. Say so you have received your answer. Is there? So you wanted them to see you, they have seen you. Oh, Charlie, this guy, when he prays, eh? Heavens are moving. Tongues, no. Spiritual tongues. Light, light, light. <laughs> yeah. Immediately that is your satisfaction. You are leading worship. And it's like, oh, you want to be seen. Lord help us. Lord help us. Lord help us. We are living in a generation that is me, me, see me. Can't you see what I'm doing? Oh, can't you see I'm doing this, I'm doing that? No. Nah.
1: May the Lord help us. Hallelujah.
0: Exercise the spiritual disciplines. The spiritual disciplines include prayer, fasting, solitude. I'm sure we know what prayer is. Fasting. Solitude is going away by yourself in spending time with God. Some people call it a retreat. Make time to spend time alone with God. Meditation. So you're not just studying the Bible, but you are meditating, reflecting on the words, turning them over and over in your mind, trying to get a deeper understanding. Meditation. Then there's the both private and corporate worship. Celebration, also confession, confession of your sins. So all these are different spiritual disciplines that we exercise to be able to help us to live righteously in this crooked world. Hallelujah. Suffering, you must suffer. You must suffer. Romans 5, 3 to 5. <laughs> that we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they will help us develop endurance. Verse 4. And endurance develops what? Strength of character. And character does what? Strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Verse 5. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. Hallelujah. Christ is saying that He takes us through the trials to build us up, to help us to build that endurance that will transform our character. That will help us to shine as lights in this dark world. That will make the difference in your office from this unbeliever and you. So, if for every suffering you are doing, to kwa minus me, minus me, then, chense, agro Yeah. I mean, nobody likes suffering. That one, day but that is the way to become who God wants us to be. He's building you so you can endure. When you endure, you have that character that shines. May God help us not to swear suffering, but to stand strong in the midst of it and to soldier on. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 19. It says walk in integrity. Walk in integrity. Walk in integrity. Proverbs 10:19. <laughs> Too much talk does well. Be sensible and do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you talk too much, you are going to say something that you shouldn't say. Um, I remember? <laughs> a friend of mine had this problem. And because he's quick to say something, you see... I mean, sometimes it's shocking, like there was no need to lie or to embellish the story. But it's just, they call it mouth diarrhea. (laughs) May God help us. So, now your your yes is not yes and your no is not no. Do you know any Christians? Not you. Any Christians who are like... (laughs) When they say yes, Charlie, forget. Say, so, oh, he said he's coming. Oh, forget. Oh. <laughs> you know, the scary part is when it's a man of God.
1: Like, ah. oh.
0: <laughs> the Lord will help us. <laughs> Walk in integrity. Integrity means it's derived from the integer, the word integer which means one. So, Ma- let it be one. Oh, come on, That's it. It's one. It's not, oh, this, but. Oh, but. Eh? Is it, h- how far are you? <laughs> it's one of the most dangerous questions these days. <laughs> so now you can't just say, you have to find out where exactly, where exactly. Because, <laughs> because it's most likely that he's saying 30 minutes, but I said no, 50. And he said two-hour journey. <laughs> yeah. And we are the light of the world. Come on. May God help us. May God help us to walk in integrity. Let our yes be yes and our no be no. Just a few more, then we're through. Engage in the battle. Engage in the battle. Engage in the battle. First Peter five six to eight it says so humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. And then verse eight. Stay alert watch out for your great enemy the devil he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour hallelujah we must engage in this battle we must not live as though there is nothing at stake satan is looking for a way to trap you he's looking for a way to to trip you so that you will fall do not give him a foothold I don't know if you've, you've noticed how they've developed the social media to feed the things we like. Yeah. So, if you watch one type of maybe a funny story, they'll send you another one. And then if you watch it the second time, third time, they realize that oh, it was a pattern. So, they'll now organize all from wherever it is, and then they know that, oh this guy this is what he likes now the reason they do that is because they are selling you to an to a company so the company wants to advertise maybe coca-cola or something so they know that if we want to get you we know that you'll be watching this funny story you know sometimes some people like cats so they will send you a cat that is playing with some ball and you wonder why you keep getting different types of that same yeah so that in the middle, when you are enjoying the cat doing like this, then they put the advert there pa they 've gotten you they 've gotten your attention, and they do it several times. Now, this is the nice part of it. It can get very dark very quickly. it can get very dark very quickly. I mean, pornography i mean sometimes where was i I think uh a page. This was an Awana page. And I'm the administrator. So I checked and someone had sent a message. So I'm going to go through and approve it. It's fun You understand? So if you make the mistake of watching it, guess what? They send you the next. They send you the next.
1: They send you the next.
0: So, I mean, we are doing both spiritual warfare and cyber warfare. <laughs> yeah that's how crooked the world is and they study psychology they say there's something called dopamine immediately it registers in your brain you get a high so you're like ooh I like this it's the same thing that keeps coke addicts from stopping once that chemical is released in your brain you go right back to the same thing and that is what they are using to get us trapped on social media. So if three minutes you haven't touched your phone, you are worried. You, you want to check. And then they add the alerts. Please if you have alerts on your phone, you have to notifications, take them off. Only very, very important ones. So immediately you hear Tete, no matter how powerful the message is or how the Holy Spirit is moving. <laughs> You are an addict and you are not aware. <laughs> Spiritual and cyber. Stay alert. Stay alert. In Ghana we say you're steady, you're steady. Stay alert. He's looking for someone to devour. And then the final one. Stay in community. Stay in community. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Stay in community. Don't isolate yourself. Don't separate yourself from this loving family that you can be a part of. Stay in community. Have a brother or a sister who can encourage you, who can rebuke you, who can sharpen you and say, this year you have to go to school of ministry. And <laughs> Yeah, you've been giving excuses every year, but this year, okay, let's go. Next year, we are all going to school of ministry. Isn't that a good friend? Yeah. We need to be in community so that we can be sharpened to stay focused. Because living righteously in this crooked world is not easy, but God has given us the grace. And he has given us all things that pertain to life and to godliness. Shall we stand to our feet as we enter into prayer? I want you to speak to the Lord. The word has come to you. You know the areas in which you struggle. You know the areas in which... You are battling, struggling to let your light shine. You're not keeping the right company. There are different things we've spoken about. Just speak to the Lord concerning whatever He has spoken to you about specifically. Maybe you are battling with itching ears. You want to hear something deeper. Just speak to the Lord and allow Him to minister to your heart. Allow Him to stir you up unto godliness. To stir you up unto righteousness. He said He has prepared these good works from before the foundations of the earth. That you should walk in them.
1: Oh, I, I want to be more like, want to be more like Jesus.
0: Centered. not to think about ourselves and our comfort and our, our preferences and the, the proclivities of our hearts just speak to the Lord about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about God. Ask ask the Lord that may my life be focused on you. May my life be built around you and not, not on my personal gratification. Help me to live a life of sacrifice. Help me Just to please you, just to please you, just to please you, Lord. In my going out, in my coming in.
1: All my ambitions, all
0: my plans, Lord, I lay them at your feet. All my desires, I submit them to you, Lord. This is what I really want to do just to please you just to be that salt just to be that light even though I'm broke to reject that envelope
1: just to please you just to please you Lord
0: may I choose you in every circumstance may I choose you Lord Not my will, but your will, Lord. Not my will, but your will. Even though it means suffering for a little while. Not my will, Lord.
1: This is all. This is all I really.
0: Father, we ask that you take control of our lives. Thank you for reminding us that it's about you. That regardless of how this world is, we're not to go chasing after it. We're not to fall in love with the things in this world, but to fall in love with you over and over and again. Lord, many of us may have strayed. Many of us may have drifted away, but Lord, we are coming right back to you tonight. We are saying, Lord, we want to please you. We want to please you, Lord Jesus. We have strayed, but we are coming right back to you, Lord, because it's all about you. You created us, and you chose us, and you chose us to live this new, new life that will impact all those around us. Have your way in our lives, oh God. In Jesus' name.